there, it's Cameron McKillian with Innovating Internships, the podcast where we discuss what makes a successful internship and why. For this first episode, I am joined by my colleague Ned Katri-Chetri to discuss the basics. What are the important components that make an experience an actual internship? And it's only fitting that this first episode be released on National Intern Day, July 28th, which I didn't even know was a thing. Did you, Ned? I did not. (laughs) I hope for the sake of everyone out there that on this day, you're doing something really meaningful in your internship or celebrating in some way. So before we kick things off, I thought I'd take a minute to formally introduce myself. My background is in higher education and student development. And for the past eight years of my career, I have served as an advisor, instructor, and internship coordinator at the University of Utah Communication Department. It is such a gratifying experience getting to help students find their passion and to help employers develop positions that inspire talent. I have seen many internships over the years, but some internships stand out from the rest. Some are creative, competitive, and cutting edge. I want to target those experiences and help listeners find and create internships that are indeed innovating. And now I would like to introduce my colleague, Ned. Ned works as a internship coordinator for the College of Humanities here at the University of Utah, right next door to me. How are you, Ned? Good, and thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate it. Yeah, thank you for being here. This is exciting, our first episode of the podcast. Tell us, Ned, a little bit more about your background and what uh, got you into internship coordination. I grew up in Northern Virginia, 10, 15 miles outside of Washington, D.C. In college, I majored in Japanese, and after uh, completing my undergrad, spent a little time abroad. When I got back to the U.S., I realized, you know, working with college students is, I think, going to be not only a challenge, but uh, really rewarding because of the mentors I had during my collegiate years. So, uh, yeah, prior to the role as an internship coordinator, I worked as an academic advisor briefly, but prior to that, I worked as a study abroad counselor. And I often tell family, friends, and colleagues, you know, sometimes you got to save the best for last. A bulk of what I do is uh, work with students to empower them so they can equally uh, navigate ambiguity and the politics that also comes with navigating their respective professional trajectory. And that also includes how to overcome some, you know, awkward instances or challenges. The unifying theme and characteristic of my entire trajectory is just navigating change, change in different linguistic and cultural environments, administrative systems. So yeah, I have a good time doing it. And I also feel honored to have students really trust me with their future aspirations. Yeah, yeah. I love what you say about being a mentor because truly that's what this work involves. Really anybody working out there in internships as a supervisor, that is who you are as a mentor uh, for these students, really helping them make big life decisions and try on careers. So um, thank you, Ned, for being here today. I'm just gonna dive right into it. So what is a legitimate internship? Well, as outlined by NACE, which is the National Association of Colleges and Employers, an internship should have seven components. So we're gonna be talking about these seven components today and really breaking them down. So the first is that the experience must be an extension of the classroom. It cannot just be about advancing the operations of a company, but rather a learning experience to contribute to a student's educational goals. So Ned, 
What is an example of an experience that is not an extension of the classroom? Well, I think a big misconception is uh, the intern involved with repetitive mundane tasks, going to photocopy things or coffee. And again, there's absolutely no educational element to their internship. Media has definitely glorified that to a degree. And again, a lot of students, for better or worse, still harbor those misconceptions. And that's one of the things I'm involved with my one-on-one advising sessions, literally to unpack those myths and negative stereotypes and connotations about what exactly is an internship. Yeah. What they're learning in the classroom needs to be applied here. So yeah, I completely agree with you there, Ned. Um, getting coffee would not be an example. Although uh, we've, of course, seen the Devil Wears Prada, right? And she, <laughs> we know that uh, she gets a lot of tasks in that movie that are not really exactly what you would do in a normal intern or job position. But um, I think it's funny to kind of use that as an example as sometimes that's part of the job, but really make sure that there's still a learning experience to this, that they're gaining insights that will help them with their academic goals as well. Absolutely. Well, the second is a little trickier to define. So the second component is that the experience must provide knowledge and skills that are transferable to other employment settings. The ultimate goal of any internship is to try on a job or career, whether it ends up transitioning into full employment or not. The position needs to help advance a student's career and provide them with necessary skills that they can apply down the road. You might be training an intern to do something within your company, but will it also help that student in other aspects of their career? Will that intern be getting experiences and skills that they can apply to other job settings. So third, the experience must have a defined beginning and end date. There should be an organized description with desired qualifications and tasks which are given to the student prior to the start date. An internship is like an agreement, so there needs to be an offer letter and the expectations should be clearly defined, especially since this is essentially temporary work. That is the main separation of what makes it not being a job, right? Oftentimes I get students that show me a position that they've received and it is not really a internship because you can clearly see that they've been hired on as a worker, as an employee of that company. Internships are different, right? They're a little less formal in that way. So that's why the end date is important um, and there needs to be that agreement. So Ned, why is an offer letter so important when it comes to an internship? That's a great question, and I'm a huge advocate of clear, transparent, honest communication. I think the offer letter is critical because you have well, clearly defined parameters that are documented, so both the employer and the intern knows what they're getting involved with. And of course, in that letter, the title, start and end dates, and who's the supervisor, I think those are the critical items that need to be listed because if you do all that in the front end, the likelihood of having any confusion or headaches in the back end is going to be a lot lower. Yes, definitely. And it may seem like a lot of work, you know, especially if you're somebody creating an internship position to come up with all of these expectations and put forth this offer letter and agreement. But I promise you, it is so important to establish these before the internship starts. It's really, again, creating that professional environment 
that is also helping the student realize that this is something they need to take seriously for their own development. Along that same note, the fourth component is that the experience should have clearly defined learning objectives or goals. Remember, interns are students looking to learn. It must be mutually understood by both the employer and students that this is a learning experience. The intern should not be given high-level projects with no training, and in turn, the student should not really take on any high-level tasks without proper training. You want to see the intern as somebody who is growing within the organization, right? And I think that that's why it's important to establish those learning objectives and create goals, because then it's markers. It's measurable markers that the student can work towards. I totally agree. And since I've been in this role for nearly four years, I've realized, you know, the way that internship coordinators talk about learning objectives is sometimes going to be a little different than how the employers may uh, interpret or understand what we're talking about. So they may not necessarily use the same verbiage. Uh, for example, a lot of employers I've been working with say deliverables. So mm. language matters. And again, a lot of uh, trying to get consensus can be ironed and figured out through uh, documentation of what everyone wants and, of course, their expectations within those prescribed certain end dates. Absolutely. Yeah, I really like what you said there with deliverables. So the fifth component is very important, and that is that the intern must have a supervisor who serves as a professional in the field. So this cannot be a relative, it shouldn't be a fellow student, you know, it shouldn't be a friend within the organization. This needs to be a professional that can really serve as, again, what we talked about earlier, which is being a mentor, right? So it must be a professional who can contribute to the growth of that intern and their work performance. Which leads to the sixth component, routine feedback from the supervisor. For an internship to truly work as a learning experience, the intern must be given feedback, both positive and constructive. This cannot just happen on the last day of the internship. There should always be a channel for this feedback. So back to you, Ned, what are tips or insights that you have on how feedback can be delivered during an internship? Oh, I think feedback is instrumental because a good chunk of the student population we work with they are just trying to figure out their professional likes and dislikes. And of course, that means office dynamics, the politics that yeah. exist. So going back to what I said, language matters. And I also encourage um, supervisors to think about not only what's being said, but how it's being said. And again, whether it's a weekly, bi-weekly, monthly, one-on-one uh, -on -one check with the intern, highlighting both successes and means to strengthen certain areas or areas to grow in. And that kind of experience, that kind of language the intern hears is going to be instrumental, I think, for a good chunk of their professional trajectory because it's easy to highlight success, but those conversations about areas for improvement, for growth, um, as long as you approach it in a very uh, structured cool-headed way, I think it can be mutually beneficial for not only the supervisor, but of course for the intern to really further demonstrate their capacity to perform and succeed. Absolutely. I agree with you there. It's so important to have those frequent meetings, those um, touch base points to really talk about how they're learning, how they're growing, what concerns do they have, how have they been feeling about this internship, 
and just a quick add on um, the intern is going to go through tremendous development and figure out again uh, interest, likes, dislikes, all that. But I also view this uh, internship model as an opportunity for the employer to grow. And maybe that supervisor, it's their first time supervising an intern. There's going to be a learning curve as well that I think quite a few of the stakeholders need to be mindful of. Yes, that is such a good point you make. This is just as much of a learning experience for the supervisor as it is for the student. And really, if you've never been an internship supervisor before and you're thinking about starting an internship now, I mean, this is going to be great for your growth. Exactly. It's, I think, mutually beneficial opportunity. Yeah. So this leads to our final seventh component, that the host employer must provide resources, equipment, and facilities that contribute to the goals and learning experience of the intern. And this really is an important one as we look at truly what makes a quality internship, right? What's innovative. Let's break that down, actually. So, Ned, what are some examples of some resources that internships can provide? Well, if it's an uh, in-person internship, obviously having a designated physical office space for the intern to work in. Um, maybe the employer may provide laptop, uh, additional office supplies. If the intern focuses on a particular application, maybe some software, and those softwares may require additional costs that I think the employer should cover as well. Uh, but if it's remote, you know, ensuring the student also has access to both laptop and um, reliable internet. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think that's especially important now as we see more and more remote internships that if it is in fact remote, what access to certain software, to technologies for virtual meeting are we giving the student? really making sure that they have access to all the same resources that you would in your organization, but equipment. So let's talk about equipment too, because I have seen some really awesome internships out there because of some of the equipment that they are providing for students. I've had interns where students are doing digital media work and the company is allowing them to use some of their cameras and some of the access to licensed software that they can get. I think that is really going to also help be a good perk to the internship, right? <laughs> you know, that the student can maybe have access to certain things like Photoshop or Adobe software, um, but also facilities. So let's talk about that too, because maybe you have a in-office space, maybe you don't. Maybe they have access to go to some of the, like say your organization gets discounts to certain places. Will that internship also be able to get those same discounts? If you have a office retreat, or if you are traveling for some staff development, will the intern be able to go to that as well? I think if you are including the intern in those things, you will see that the intern will really see themselves a part of the bigger picture and they're gonna get so much more out of it. So I mean, would you agree, Ned? Oh, absolutely. And I think it's fair to say the intern would feel more, you know, um, part of the corporate ethos of that employer yeah. um, a legitimate team player and that would be an additional incentive to further again demonstrate their capacity to perform and down the line yeah the host employer can definitely utilize that internship model as that talent grabbing approach and again not just with uh, office supplies uh, physical spaces things along those lines but 
you know, some students may have mobility issues. So mm. providing some sort of uh, transportation allowance, those little things will make a huge difference in terms of, again, how well the intern will or won't be able to perform. Especially during uh, my mock interview sessions with students, I always encourage them to ask questions because it's always going to be a no unless you ask. Mm -hmm. So there you have it, seven components that every experience should have to meet the criteria of an internship. Now, something to know is that this is at minimum what an internship should look like. But there are many other topics within these components that we will be discussing further in later episodes and lots of ways organizations are innovating even more in these areas to create successful, high-quality internships. Thank you for joining me on this first episode, Ned. Thank you so much for having me. I really enjoyed talking with you about internships. And if I were to do a first episode on internships with anyone, it would absolutely be with you, Ned. We've been working together <laughs> for a while on this. We know what good internships look like. Um, thank you. Thank you for your time. You're welcome. And again, thank you for having me. Join us next episode where I will be interviewing Paige from Northwestern Mutual, a company that has managed to create an internship program that is inspiring and fun. Thanks for listening. 